Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Young Pro Show. I'm your host, Don Fry, the insurance guy, and I'm really excited for today's episode. Before we get into introducing today's guest, uh, the last episode was a great one. Sat down with Nate Scales. Uh, a lot of energy, a lot of passion that Nate has, and um, just kind of sharing his experience was unique and um, just sharing about his heart on coaching and how he got into you know track and field and coaching and how that is you know his career trajectory and where he hopes to go with that. Today's episode is going to be, as I was thinking, I potentially will be different than any other episode that I've had, which I think will be cool and it will be awesome to provide a unique perspective, you know, on your her career. Um, but I have a teammate of mine here at Hitchings Insurance. Here's my guest, Sarah Moyer. Sarah, how are you doing today? Oh, I am doing well. Thanks so much. Yeah. Glad to have you on. Uh, I appreciate you taking the opportunity, the time to jump on the podcast. Let's just ask a couple basic questions just to get to know you as an individual first and foremost born and raised what was you know your childhood or have you always lived in ohio or what did you know has that looked like for you yeah i have lived in ohio since i was born and i started in lima ohio and then moved to the beaver dam bluffton area in in elementary school and so always been in the area nice and then was it Nate, your husband, that brought you to Finley then? Yes, he is from Arcadia. Okay. So when we got married, I moved to Finley. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was an Arcadia guy. Yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. What is Second question for you. What is a hobby? What is something that you enjoy to do outside of work? I love scrapbooking and photography. I like to take the pictures and then put them in books. <laughs> nice. That, yeah. yeah, that was a work... Two and two are very together, yeah. yeah. Together. So you do like a lot of scrapbooking for your kids, mm-hmm. and yeah. we're just keeping track of events yeah. and things, and yeah. taking pictures of all their different events and putting them so they can go back and look at them. My boys love to; they enjoy it. So cool. And what is last question to just kind of warm us up? What is your favorite season? Favorite time of the year that you look forward to the most every single year? Yeah, definitely summer. I love summer foods. I love not wearing mm. a coat. I love sandals. It's the best. <laughs> best season. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. I hate the cold weather. I hate coats <laughs> is a big one. I And for me, I personally, I really love just the idea of shorts. Like wearing shorts just instantly puts me in a much better mood than having to wear any kind of pants. Exactly. And having to wear jeans, sweatpants, whatever they may be. But mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. So then let's kind of start with today, and then we're going to kind of go back in time to kind of bring us up to today. What are, professionally and career-wise, what are you doing today, Sarah? I am the commercial lines agency support for here at Hitchings. Um, so I provide support for our commercial lines producers, and then I've also been heavily involved in helping to 
to get our new um, commuter system up and running alongside Cary. So awesome. So let's jump back in time then. Let's go to 18-year-old Sarah. I would say Sarah Moyer, but I'm not even quite certain what's your... Uh, huh. Steiner. Steiner. Okay, I completely was way off topic. Steiner. So back to 18-year-old Sarah Steiner. What did you feel like at that point? What were your? What was the goal for the next step of your life? What was, you know, career-wise, what were you thinking when you got that diploma and were walking off the stage? I was on track and planning to attend the Art Institute of Pittsburgh for photography. Okay. Went all the way to the point of going to orientation when I realized financially this was really not going to be a very good smart choice. Mm. My parents really couldn't help me out and financially it just wasn't going to work out. Like there was just no way. And so we, we kind of shut that down, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do other than that because I had been my dream for a full year and a half. And so I finally just said, well, I'll just start some gen ed classes at Ohio State, the branch in Lima, and that's that's what I did. So the photography, you said that, uh, I guess, explain potentially a little more on where did that start from or when did it click for you that said, like, photography was what you are passionate about yeah it was an art class I took photography as my art class in my junior year and I loved it got my own camera back then it was the old film camera so even learned how to do like the dark room developing and I really enjoyed it and I you know had entries into a couple different contests and did well and that just spawned that interest even more really fed that interest and so I thought I could do this for the rest of my life this is so fun so that's where it started cool that's um yeah I mean it's cool just taking a you know that's what those classes are for in high school but in your experience actually taking a class in high school that sparked an interest like that for Mm -hmm. you you know there's unfortunately a lot of people that don't ever feel like they have that spark, you know, in those years in different classes and being able to find something that you enjoy mm-hmm. and are passionate about. So, so you said you took the gen ed classes, you know, at that point, did you, you know, end up getting like a specialized degree in anything or end up narrowing down or just took the classes to get a degree? Um, yeah, I took classes to get a degree, which I ended up yeah. going with business admin. It was yeah. more of generic. I knew I yeah. could finish it, mostly at Lima. And so it, it just fit, and I didn't really think it through then as far as like how I was going to use it. But it ended up being probably a better degree for its usefulness down the road because it's definitely served me well Hmm. and it I mean it's plays into a lot of different roles that I've taken on since then so yeah it's one of those you know getting a degree in in business admin uh, you know differences like you know if you get a degree in education you know you're gonna be a teacher and there's really not a whole lot else you're gonna do with it you know it's a very specialized like in your case with business admin I'm sure you learned a lot of skills and just a lot of general knowledge, which is good, you know, for potential future jobs or things you're going to get into. But in the moment, then, you know, what did that look like when you graduated? And, okay, I don't have a specialized job to get into or a specialized industry. Um, You know, what was that first 
job then after that degree? Yeah, so I was actually working at McDonald's all through college, cool. and I had worked my way up to the point that I was kind of doing HR um, at a couple different locations, yeah. helping with hiring, firing, doing all the training. How was that? It was interesting, and, and a lot of people <laughs> joke, like, I got my start at McDonald's. That was me. I definitely got my start at McDonald's. Like, it was it was a good place to start. It gave me a lot of working knowledge with working with different people and different age groups because you do work with some really young people, but then there's a, there's a whole, you know, the day crew is all, Mm. you know, older adults. And so it's kind of fun to work there. And actually when I graduated from college, I decided I don't want to do this because there's really nowhere further to go up. Like Mm. I kind of hit the top of where I wanted to be there. And so I actually just quit and went and started working at a temp agency Because I wanted to find a more, like, office-type job, like, more something that I could be home for my family. Because Mm -hmm. when I worked at McDonald's, I would be there sometimes till midnight. And I wanted to be home. Like, Nathan's working a day job. I wanted to be able to be home and be a wife in the evenings. And so that was important to me. So I started working at a trucking company for a while. And I was able to work there for almost a year of helping them while they had a maternity leave and then they kept me on for a while. Yeah. Really loved that role. It was a small office, a lot like kitchens, but maybe maybe not quite the same atmosphere, but like that small, like everybody knows you. Um, and so I did that for a while and then I got in with um, corporate research and did mystery shopping, <laughs> helped to schedule mystery shopping. Wow. And so I started there, and within a couple months, I moved into more an admin role um, where I helped both, like, a manager and then was also helping t- the team that was actually scheduling. So kind of in that in-between role, which I feel like that's where I feel the most comfortable. Hmm. I like helping someone, but I also like having a little bit of that managerial side of things. I I enjoy helping to coach people um, as well. So kind of being in that middle, middle ground. Um, From there, the next step up as far as promotion was actually to move into a sales role. And so after I'd been there for a while, that, that position became available. And so I moved into a sales role and it only took me about a month to realize I hated it (laughs) and I I was like longing to go back to that service role and I it just Mm. wasn't available um so luckily a friend of mine who had already left um and moved over to the right thing actually I ran into her and she said well why don't you apply at the right thing and so within three months of becoming a salesperson and realizing how much I hated it I was able to actually switch back over to a sales role at the uh, at the right thing, and so it was then scheduling HR of interviews and um, hiring, helping companies hire at the right thing. So. so, what about the sales position? Especially, you know, you said that you pretty quickly realized that was just not your cup of tea. What about the sales position did you feel like this is just not me? <laughs> um, the first time I had to go on a business trip and be the person that mm. walked into an unfamiliar territory on somebody else's turf and had to present something that I wanted somebody to buy and I had to be the one with all the answers. (laughs) That was not me. I don't enjoy talking in front of a group of people, much less um, a group of people I don't know. I don't like asking people to do things 
like give me money yeah. so that I mean it just it didn't fit me well and I was really uncomfortable hmm. and so it didn't take long yeah I mean at least that's you know that's one of those experiences that were probably good that you had and you got that little bit of experience and you said now I know for the rest of my life the rest of my career this is not what I want you yeah. know <laughs> like no matter what role and like you had said thankfully you were able to get into a another service position then mm-hmm. um and where was the, you said at right? The right thing. The yeah, right which thing. Which is now, I think, ADP. Okay. Yeah. You know. Okay. So then you got, did you, uh, so during this time frame, so you, when you're at the right thing, family-wise, is it still you and Nathan? Yeah. Do you, okay. Yeah. So during this time, it's still the two of you. At what point did the children, did you guys start having kids like, yeah. in the so, timeline with your career? Yeah, so I was at the right thing when I got pregnant. Okay. And I was there for about, I think, three years before I, ret- I left there, retired <laughs> from working. <laughs> because I kind of felt like that's what it was. I knew mm. I was always going to be a stay-at-home mom. That's something I'd always mm. dreamed of. And thankfully, we ran into Dave Ramsey's program right before that. So that kind of set us up that we knew we could do that. And so I left the right thing. Um, a couple weeks before Isaiah was born. And that's when got to stay at home and be mom Yeah, for a couple years. No, I mean, I think that is awesome. Um, you know, I think, it, I think it was Twitter that I read once that I absolutely loved. And it said that, like, a stay-at-home mom is the most, in America right now, is the obviously the most underpaid position or most underappreciated like career that you can have yeah you know like unfortunately like in our country the the, our society potentially can look down on that situation but how important it is for women that feel like that that want to have that desire to stay home Mm -hmm. with their children and to take care of them so you make was that a I guess you said you kind of always had a decision, so it wasn't... Was that a tough decision for you then to say... No, no. Okay. As much as I loved and enjoyed every environment that I worked in Hmm. and really had a great team there that, you know, we were... The right thing was huge, but we had, like, a small, like, core group of people that we Hmm. talked to and we worked beside, and so I had, like, a family there, and as much as it was hard to leave those people... I knew I was moving into a role that I really was looking forward to as well. So it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So you go at home, you go to home, watch your two boys. Obviously, you know, we started this with where you are today. Mm-hmm. You know, today you are, um, you know, working here at Hitchings Insurance as a teammate. How long were you at home for then? Or like, you know, once you... Like, did you decide to get a job once they started attending school? Was that, you know, when that transition happened? Or was it potentially after so long you said, I have this desire to get back out working into... um, Yeah, I'll I'll be perfectly honest. Like, I thought being a stay-at-home mom was going to be, like, the best thing ever. I thought, this is exactly what I wanted, and I wanted it for a long time. Hmm. Within... Probably about a year or so after Elijah was born, it kind of hit me that I was really missing having that adult conversation, Hmm. having, I don't want to say more purpose, but more like individualized something for me that I felt like this is what I'm doing separate from my kids. And Hmm. it, it kind of hit me like, man, I, I really would like to do something else. And actually before 
Elijah was born, I had been offered a position to work for the Hancock County Fair, helping them to implement a program, which then perpetuated into me running the livestock sale, which was not originally the intent. Um, but I ended up doing that for, for a number of years. And I really enjoyed that because it was part-time and I could do it more of a contractor from home. Nice. And it still gave me that purpose, like something that was just mine. Hmm. But it got harder as the boys got older. And so I knew that wasn't going to work long-term. And so I, I kind of had that thought, like once the boys are in school... I can go back to work. I can go back and I can take that time when they're occupied with school to go and have a yeah. part-time job. And so, yeah. Yeah. And no, that's cool. And that, you know, similar to like we just talked about with the sales experience for you, that was something that you wouldn't have known unless you had yeah. that experience. And that was, um, I guess it's interesting but cool how it's played out for you. You know, that was something that you've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And then once you got in the position for you – at that time, it just necessarily wasn't um, everything that you wanted and expected yeah. for it to be. Yeah. And yeah, and obviously, by no <laughs> means is that anything against your <laughs> yeah. children, your family, you know. But yeah, um, you yeah. Know, just, I love my boys, and I love spending time with them. Yes, yes. Just needed that something that was mine, and that was yeah. And to you know have, especially now with the way that we are hitching you know, for the two of us and the, our other teammates here, just seeing the team that we have here and yeah. the culture and the, you know, being able to um, just have other adults that you're walking yeah. through life with, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So that's a, I was not expecting that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, you just change your heart during that process. So was that the first... Once you, you were, so you were at home with your kids and then you said working for the fairgrounds was that first job then mm-hmm. that you took part time yeah. and then were there for a while. So then from there, I'm, I'm trying to lead <laughs> from there. Is that when you came to Hitchings? Well, I did. I started photography like professionally then okay. because I, that was the other thing was the boys were still in preschool and elementary, early elementary. And I wanted to wait till Elijah was in kindergarten and that was the first when I wanted to go back somewhere where I was working away from the home and so that's when I started well you know what let's look back to my original interest let's look back to photography Hmm. which so that's I started taking some classes because unfortunately photography had completely actually maybe a little bit fortunate because I skipped the whole like switch from film to digital and just went straight to digital and was able to take some classes in digital photography Hmm. And then go and start taking pictures for other people. And I enjoyed that. But I knew that that wasn't something, again, going back to the sales, I really didn't see myself like out there selling myself to the point that I was going to be able to have that be my only career. And I also like working for working for a small office. And so right. when we can't, we were coming up on Elijah's last year of preschool, we knew we were going to kindergarten next year. I kind of thought, okay, I can start looking for a job and then... The job here at Hitchings actually came available in June or May-ish. And it came up as a Facebook post, and I thought, okay, let's just put my name out there. I'll interview. It'll be a nice test to start, you know, getting used to interviewing again, not expecting it to be, like, an interview and Hmm. this is it. And it ended up working out that that was the case. Like, 
and I anticipated going back to work in August and they wanted me in June and so it was a little bit of a okay we're we're doing this and it worked out really well because I think initially they were looking to hire full-time and I wanted to go part-time but yeah. we were able to come and kind of compromise to nice to make it work for both yeah parties. to make it work for everybody so you know you were yeah from the area Nathan being from Arcadia what was your connection or did you have a connection with Hitchings before like that interview or it was just a Facebook ad and said <laughs> sure a job's a job and just take the interview um Nathan actually shared it and then and tagged me and it was because one of his friends who's connected to Hitchings and I'm not even sure which friend it was gotcha. maybe Brock um had shared the post from you know that they were looking hmm. and so that's how I found out about it funny story is though Lee and Nathan are actually related they are actually wow. uh, like second cousins or something. So <laughs> there is that other, that whole other connection that didn't play in at the time oh. at all. So no, so so yeah, that's funny. It's fine that out now. <laughs> you know, they're being related. Um, so now in your career, you know, you're, you're at Hitchings. Been here a couple of years. I think it's awesome. You're still able to do the photography on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something you talked about back when you were sixteen, fifteen, seventeen, whatever in high school. Mm-hmm. had a love and a passion for that and you're still able I mean you know I'm I'm not getting paid for it but honestly I feel like that's similar like what I'm doing with my podcasting you know mm-hmm. like that's something that I've loved for a long long time it's something I just love to do and it was something that was potentially maybe intimidating for me to like do as a career and I'm like I don't know if I want to do that like it's full-time gig but just on the side to uh, have a podcast and just talk to people and interview people I'm yeah. all for it you know and <laughs> great. Uh, similar to you know, with you and your photography, and it's cool that you still have that mm-hmm. and can take those pictures, but then also, you know, have that team environment that you were looking for yeah. and to be a part of. So as far as the photography, so how many years has it been then? Six Since, years. Six years, mm-hmm. okay. And is that, you know, you said it, it, you mentioned you don't really like the sales. How much, quote-unquote, sales, I guess, have you done for photography? Or for a large part, it's just family, friends, word of mouth, and whatever comes, comes. Yeah, just word of mouth. Some of it's, like, Facebook marketing, but that's as as marketing as I get. But mostly it's friends and family and then just word of mouth. And it's been, it's enough. Like, I don't really know that I would want to do a whole lot more because it's enough that I'm, I'm... busy and I can play and do it but it doesn't like take over my life and Mm. I can still balance it with family and with hitchings right yeah it's not you still get that uh, that passion is still like satisfied but it's not overwhelming yeah by any means either exactly so hitchings you know you're here you mentioned a commercial uh you know CSR here but then also being a admin for new management system being implemented here you know, here itchings what do you think if you could go back in time and talk to 18 year old sarah or even if 18 year old sarah could see what you are doing now what do you think 18 year old sarah would say think <laughs> i think i'd laugh at myself <laughs> i would shake my head and go no way <laughs> what are you thinking like are you really happy like i would probably question it mm. I, like i don't know that i would i don't know that i could have seen this yeah like at all like I did not see I don't know that I ever saw myself at that moment working in an office and 
having a, a career in insurance, like, like <laughs> at 18, like, oh, I'll go into insurance. That sounds great. Right. But yeah, I love it. And I, I don't know, I love insurance, even mm. like the insurance side of it. It's just interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's one of the fun, but unique aspects of insurance is nobody really, you know, and I've only been in the insurance industry with this is like three years now. And I feel like nobody really grows up wanting to get into insurance, but for a lot of people that do get into insurance in whatever avenue or platform, they say, wow, I love this industry. I want to be here. Like the people are great. Like it's, you know, an industry that's taking care of other people's mm-hmm. belongings and, yeah. you know, and being very attentive to detail and doing what's best for the customer at the end of the day in whatever avenue or whatever yeah, uh, yeah. role within insurance you have. Correct. Yeah. Making sure the customers is cared for. Yeah. yeah. So looking then, you know, we've talked about the past, talking about the present, looking at the future as of now, you know, what do you see potentially as five years from now, 10 years from now, as far as, potentially your role here at Hitchings or even the photography like how do you potentially see your future career or potentially any goals that you have in those five to ten years (laughs) I'm glad I got a chance to preview this question because I tend to live in like the now Mm. and I tend to not really think too big I don't know why it's just I am really focused on now but I really I had a chance to think about it and I thought you know what what do I see my future is and I I think for me, I see the commercial side of things here at Hitchings growing and me being able to grow with it. Um, I really enjoy working with the commercial clients that we have now, and and I'm learning so much from that yeah. that I can see myself being at a point where I can help to, to put in place some best practices that could be used by a team of right. CSRs and by a team of producers to, you know, truly grow hmm. that side of the business. Yeah, to grow. I mean, it's cool to grow that side of the business, but also you mentioned earlier about how you kind of like at McDonald's that like managerial aspect too. Yeah, you know, and for right now at our agency, there's basically two producers. You know, counting Ryan as a commercial producer and one commercial CSR. Mm-hmm. So with that being able to grow, kind of a managerial leadership role, and yeah. over to potentially being able to oversee other CSRs or other yeah, you know, help out other producers in that. Yeah, to help shepherd avenue. more CSRs in yeah. as they come up into that position. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny though that you say that you are somebody that more so focuses on the now than the future, and. Um, I feel like the way you said that, it was almost as if you felt like that was a negative. But it's funny because I feel like I'm the exact opposite. I feel like I'm always thinking of the future. I'm always thinking of down the road. And I very rarely focus on the now. And I like, and I see that as like a negative. Then I'm like, Dom, like, I need to just focus on today. Like, yeah. I need to just check whatever boxes I can today. I need to just get in whatever consistent routine that I can to make the most of today rather than always looking at the shiny object in, yeah. you know, down the road or what can I do this? What, what about, you know, what does 40 year old Dom think? What is 50? Well, who cares? <laughs> like I need to be worried about today, Dom, you know? So it's interesting. Just a balance. You have to definitely balance, like not be, not be planning and not be attaining from better, but then also, yeah, be like 
making sure you're taking care of today. Like yeah. there's definitely a balance. And sometimes I don't even like make goals. <laughs> and that's probably a piece that yeah. that's how I see it negative is I could definitely be better at just saying, you know what, let's, let's make some goals. Let's try to be yeah. a team for more. Cool. Last question I have for you then, Sarah, you know, kind of leading into it as well. What are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? So whether, you know, we just talked about hitchings and potentially that commercial side, you know, what are you doing today to try new things, to, you know, help with that down the road, potentially a managerial role within that or, you know, photography side, like what are you you said you're somebody that's focused on today and then now. Like, what do you feel like you are doing today to plant those seeds for yeah. the future? I didn't really think I, I was doing this intentionally, but the more I think about it, I really have drawn into and trying to pull the best from each of the people that I'm working with. Like, mm. from Bela, I'm looking at how does he sell? Like, because he's really successful. He's He's got a different language, the way he presents himself. Mm. So kind of pulling, like, what is he doing that's really working? Not necessarily to become a salesperson, but to be able to better support him. Yeah. Um, From Brock, the way he makes connections with people and talks to people, and he's very patient with people. Like, the way Ryan is able to just know so much about this insurance agency and about these policies and being able to really dig down and understand those coverages. So pulling some of that knowledge from him, even from Judy, like, how does she, I mean, she knows so much. And so being able to have her right there in my ear and, you know, pop over and ask her questions, whatever, mm. just like pulling, even from yeah. you, like what information can I mm. draw from like these people that are around me that are helping me to grow so that when I am in a different position or even as I'm in this position, I'm at my very best. Mm. So, yeah. That's, that's cool. I feel like that's, that's what I'm doing right now is I'm just sucking knowledge from everybody I can. Because that's that's how I'll get myself to a better place. Yeah, and that is, you know, potentially one of the main reasons why you enjoy that team environment and yeah. working in a team and being able to learn and grow from those that are around you. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I appreciate the compliment, but I, I'm sure there's very, very minuscule, <laughs> very minuscule potentially that you're taking from me and from the others. There's significant learning. Yeah, we're all learning. Significant learning pieces from them, but... um no, that is awesome. That's cool. And just making the most of those people around you and noticing, yeah, I guess I feel like I admire that aspect you mentioned and just noticing what people's strengths are mm-hmm. and saying, okay, how can I just take like a nugget of those people's strengths and put that jewel in my crown, yeah. you know, and to help me with what I want to do within, you know, my career, but also for the agency as well. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Young Pro Show. You can interact on social media. The Young Pro Show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal pages can be found at DJFry25. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart. And God bless you.